Handle on the News. Handle on the News. It's, again, unfortunate, you know. We're all worried about Bill Handel. But at this point, we're all also angry and offended and hurt. And he's also factually incorrect. And now, here's Bill Handel. All right. Uh, Another day. And uh, the big issue is my voice, obviously. And uh, we'll, uh, if it starts cracking uh, and I lose it, I'm. Probably going. I'm waiting. I'm going to have you in as much as possible today. And it's. Um, when are you going to go see an otolaryngologist about this? Uh, an ENT guy. I have a phone call. I have a phone call in, and I have not yet received an answer because I'm with Kaiser, mm-hmm. and I have to be referred to an ENT by my internist. And so, I mean, the only thing I can do is maybe call UCLA and make an appointment. Uh, which won't happen for a month and a half. You could go to urgent care. You they they don't know. They care. don't know jack at urgent. But maybe care. that gets you referred faster. Uh, it's still. It's because it's not an emergency. Mm. It's an emergency to me. It's an emergency here. But they don't care, unless I have someone that really listens to the show. So uh, wow, it's uh, so I apologize in advance, and every day is a little bit. Uh, it's touch and go. You know, for example, I'll wake up tomorrow. And hope my mouth works. I hope that every day for yeah, me. Yeah, literally. That, <laughs> uh, you know, that it all works out. You know, the way your tongue and larynx and all of that uh, flop around. I obviously... Your larynx is flopping around? Uh, no, the tongue flops. The larynx stays unflopping. Uh-huh. And the voice... <clears throat> I think the voice flops. Uh, the vocal cords. Yeah, they go back and forth. Uh, yeah, they do. I still think that that's one of the weirdest things is watching your vocal cords work. Yeah, they fl- you, they flutter. Yeah, so they you you expect them to make the shape of your mouth, but they don't. They no, just they open don't. Open and close. They just so go I'm back like, and forth. How do you forth. make the noises then? Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird how it all works out. All right. Anyway, that's obviously. Good morning, and welcome that, to Throat Talk. That's right. That's obviously Amy. Uh, Coming from, up at seven, tonsils. What the hell right. are those about? Yes. I just want to hear you say that word again. Yeah. Or no, what's what's that? Otolaryngologist? Yeah, Yeah, him. Yeah. And later on, we'll do symptoms, for example, what happens when you have, (laughs) when you get the mumps. (laughs) That sounds like fun. And then Neil Saavedra will be in here for a special Foodie Friday on a Wednesday, the best teas to coat your throat. Oh, yeah. It's an all throat show. Yeah, all of it. Anyway. I do have Entertainer Secret if you want to use it. Have you ever used that? No, I'm drinking tea. And there's... uh, we have at home throat something. I have no idea. It's a oh. tea that is it throat coat. Yes. Is it taste terrible no, to you? No. You like it? That's pretty good. Yeah. No. Ugh, it's, it tastes like licorice. They all have uh, these bizarre names. It's all the same tea, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Just package it different. You know, they'll never pre- know. <laughs> blood pressure tea. It's uh, whatever the hell it is. All right. So uh, Amy filling in for uh, Jennifer this week. Uh, there's Wayne Resnick. Uh, there's Alex. There's John Ramirez. And the big stories that we're covering, of course, uh, the Mueller subpoena. We'll talk about that up at 7 o'clock, the questions. And uh, Stefan Clark, uh, the autopsy, the official autopsy has now come in. Mm. I knew it. Oh, yeah. I knew that private autopsy was a fraud. But I didn't want to say anything until, and I didn't know if they were going to release the real one. And thankfully, they did. They usually don't. Except the fraudulent part may be sort of technical. Mm. 
Well, we'll talk more about that. And uh, then DACA. Uh, DACA is on the table. Uh, seven states suing to end DACA. Actually suing the Trump administration that this hates is, DACA. Well, he wants it gone, too. I know, but he can't where he's That's- not because of the courts. Anyway, so we've got a lot to cover. In the meantime, let's do it, guys. Handle on the news. Lead story. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yep. Texas, six other states are suing the Trump administration to force the end of DACA. But that's not why it's not ending. It's not ending because other federal judges said it can't end. So this is judge-on-judge hot action going on right now in this country. How do they sue the administration, though? Because the administration's position is pretty clear. They want to end it. They want to, but they're not pursuant to federal judges' rulings. They're enjoined from ending it. Right. And so what they want to do, they may actually join the lawsuit against themselves. Uh-huh. They may actually file a brief with the court. They're being sued, mm-hmm. and they may very well agree with the plaintiffs, which certainly you're allowed to do. But then it has to go to the Supreme Court. Of course it does. Immediately. Of course it does. What a mess. Yeah. Okay, something else that uh, could be a mess for the president. He's been told... That he might be compelled to testify Please to the subpoena. Yep, there'll be uh, Robert Mueller. will be standing over Donald Trump with uh, a cross and some water saying, The power of Mueller <laughs> compels you. <laughs> and then what? Trump's head turns, spins around, yeah. and he spits out uh, pea soup. Yeah. So if, uh, if they do the subpoena, you know how they've said if you were going to talk to them, then maybe you should answer questions that were written questions as opposed to just doing a regular oh, interview? That, those, that would be off the table? Those nego- Yes. Those okay. negotiations have continued for months. How do you question a president, a sitting president? Uh, now, technically, the president uh, can be questioned like anybody else. The only issue really is can you indict a president? Uh, that one is constitutional scholars have no idea. And frankly, there's no rule that says you cannot subpoena a president because every American can be subpoenaed. Now the issue, it's a practical issue where the court is going to weigh in. And if assuming this goes to court and it will, if Mueller insists on the subpoena, uh, then uh, or assumes that he wants to do a private interview and then it's as a practical matter because the Trump people are going to say he's too busy running the country. They'll try to get the subpoena quashed, right? Yeah, based on that. And maybe for the first time, a judicial decision uh, saying that uh, he, no, they've already had a judicial decision with Bill Clinton. Right. The court said he has to appear in uh, that uh, deposition. Remember with Monica? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a deposition, not a grand jury proceeding. Which I think is stronger. I think the grand jury proceeding is, a, strong, is, a, the whole is point. a strong. Yeah, it's even more compelling and, than he would and, need to go. And Bill Clinton was forced to uh, appear at that deposition, and he lied. He didn't have sex with that woman. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he really said, uh, it depends what is, is. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Power of. Mueller compels you. The power of Mueller compels you. <laughs> Although the problem with that is then at the end, Mueller jumps out the window, yeah, right? it's very tough. All right, uh, come back. We're going to do Mueller handle on the news and also your chance to win $1,000 when we return. Okay.
All right, we're back. Handle and the morning crew on a uh, full day of news, uh, 7 o'clock. The Mueller subpoena. The autopsy is Stefan Clark. The official one is in. We'll cover that one. And some DACA news. Big news there. And here's your chance to win some money. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. If you win, you're going to be notified with a phone call. You need to answer that call. Suzanne in Lancaster answered the call and won $1,000. There's a chance to win every Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right. Well, we're back. More handle on the news. Uh, Amy King. In for Jennifer this week, Wayne Resnick, and me. Well, I wonder if Ronnie Jackson is wondering why people aren't more interested in Dr. Harold Bornstein. That's the uh, long-haired, weirdest, weird-looking guy guy who was Trump's personal physician. For 35 years. Yeah. And you can just see he's the kind of doctor that as soon as you walk in for a consultation, he's going to reach into his drawer and whip out a joint and go, here, let's enjoy. Just take a look at him. And he now says that that letter uh, that was released talking about the president's health and how he'll be the healthiest president ever and all this stuff, he now says he didn't write it. Donald Trump dictated all those words to him. Now, and he put it in his this letter. This sounds like a Donald Trump uh, medical clearance, doesn't it? His physical strength and stamina are extraordinary. It even sounds like his verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his blood pressure is 110 over 65, which, which is, is good. astonishingly excellent. <laughs> well, as if as if nobody else ever right. had a blood pressure of 110 over 65. And if elected, Mr. Trump, and I can state unequivocally, will be the healthiest individual ever elected to the presidency. Came in, what, 40 pounds overweight. Uh, George uh, W., Right, uh, 43, mm-hmm. uh, the guy uh, has almost no body fat, runs four miles a day, bikes 20 miles a, a day, works out like crazy. Uh, Trump is healthier. Uh, Barack Obama, not an ounce of fat on him, works out every day in the gym in the White House. Uh, Trump is far healthier than he he is. Uh, yeah, but this is typical Trump. You know, it's hyperbole and... and he, yeah, but the doctor released it. I mean, why yeah. didn't the doctor say, hey, I do have sort of a code of ethics? I mean, come on. Because he you can't say that. Because he's so stoned <laughs> well, most of the that. time. He's like, okay, Donald, whatever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, police are still looking for a guy who led them on an hours-long car chase, except it wasn't in a car. It was in an RV, and he had his kids inside. We were following this yesterday, watching it. Crazy to watch a car chase. It's one thing if it's like a little sporty car or something, but this is an RV. And he got away from police for a while. And they were following him? He wasn't doing more than the speed limit, was he? No. In fact, uh, for part of it, he was lumbering along below the speed limit in the fast lane, by the way. So that's another charge that should be put on this guy. (laughs) Started in Mid-City, ended up in Bakersfield last night. And um, apparently the RV got stuck in an orchard. And so then there was sort of a standoff with Pol- not sort then, of there was a standoff, but then he, he ran off. And the two kids, they have them. They're, they're going to reunite them with right. the mother. And I guess it all started with the dispute with the mother, and he took off. Um, 
Wow. So we know a little bit more about the woman who may have started the whole Golden State Killers spree. At the time, not started it personally. No, no, not and not on purpose. Right, but by breaking up with him. What? Are you blaming this woman? No, no, no. no, no. I'm explaining that they think the origin of all of his madness may be when she broke up with him. And one of the key pieces of evidence that that's what his motivation was is that uh, in one case he raped a woman. And then he he laid down next to her after raping her and started crying and saying, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, Bonnie. And that's her name. That Bonnie Jean Colwell was her name at the time. I don't even think we should say what her name is now because she married somebody else and she's in hiding. I think that that's probably a smart place for her to be. Hey, you know how they use the genealogy sites to catch the Golden State Killer? Yep. They might go after another famous killer the same way. Zodiac killer. Remember the Zodiac? I don't remember this, but between 1968 and 69, he was striking in Northern California, killed at least five people, sent cards and letters to newspaper and police, and had secret codes and ciphers in it, and got the nickname the Zodiac killer, never been found. And uh, they're going to use the same DNA technology uh, that they did to catch the Golden State killer, uh, D'Angelo. <clears throat> And uh, it has to do with trying to get DNA from the, uh, in this case, the licking of the envelope that was sent to newspapers uh, from the Zodiac uh, killer. Now, if he doesn't have, if he's not on the database, they're not going to be able to match that DNA to the data. But someone in his immediate family probably does. That's what they did with the Golden State killer. They found a distant relative. So now there's a place where they can start. Mm-hmm. And even if it's hundreds of people, it's not just it, the entire world. And then they start investigating and coming down. Who do you have? Uh, who's been missing? Uh, who was in the Bay Area at that time? So uh, they'll do it, which is good news. And the privacy people can go screw themselves. All right. All right. More news coming up. All right, uh, we're back. Handle and the morning crew. Big stories that we're covering. The Mueller subpoena, that's up at 7, and uh, DACA news. All right, all of it uh, coming up today. In the meantime, uh, back we go to handle on uh, the news. What are we doing here? Uh, they want me to talk about this great event that's coming up. You're up. Later this year. You You're can up. You can help the American Red Cross and get to meet everybody here at KFI. Donate now. To help the American Red Cross initiative to get prepared, California. This is earthquake safety related stuff. And when you do, under certain circumstances, you and a guest will mix and mingle with the KFI crew for an exclusive evening at the OUE Sky Space in Los Angeles. You'll get cocktails and appetizers. You'll be up in this beautiful space almost a thousand feet above the city. Meet the team. There's a live QA session, photo opportunities, and then after the mixer, Unlimited sky slide rides, which is that plexiglass thing on the outside of the building where you slide down from one floor to the next. You have to be 21 years or older to attend. And there's limited tickets, so you want to get them now. For more details, log on to KFIAM640.com. Search the keyword mixer. All right, let's return to the news. 
And the city of L.A. has approved a $1.95 million settlement for the family of a woman who was fatally shot by the cops. Yep, this we, is uh, Norma Guzman. Yeah, we covered this, oh, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, uh, remember L.A. Uh, Police Chief Charlie Beck? Believe the two cops who shot her, They say, he said they had followed protocol department rules for using deadly force, believing she presented a serious lethal threat. So the city didn't want to deal with it. Uh, well, then the police commission said, ah, 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 one yeah. of those cops was wrong. Yeah, uh, and should was not enough, of course, to prosecute the, right. the cop, but just uh, outside of policy. And uh, in the lawsuit, uh, his uh, the widower and the teenage son argued the cops knew that Guzman was mentally challenged and completely harmless. That can never, ever be true. No police officer, no matter how well they know somebody can ever know they're completely harmless. And she had a knife, and I, there's a little bit of a dispute, but most people say she had this knife, and they said drop it, and she didn't drop it, and she started moving towards it. So them. they pay a couple of million dollars, mm -hmm. and there's a story there, too, because uh, this is L.A., the trial will be downtown, and the police or the city never want to be in front of a downtown uh, jury. They lose walking in the door. So just cut your losses. That's exactly what they did. Okay. Students are walking out today. Happiness is a warm Happiness. This is the Walk new out. activism, walking out of school. Yeah, it's called Stand for the Second. It was started by a high schooler in New Mexico, Will Riley. And it comes about a month after the big walkout following the Parkland shooting where the students went you know, to remember the victims of the shooting and also to uh, protest to stop gun violence. Yeah, and this is the other side. Controls. This is the other side. He said, I was listening to the what the protests were about and going, this isn't me. This isn't how I feel and it's not how my friends feel. Now, so they're doing a pro-Second Amendment walkout. Now, he and organizers expect these walkouts in more than 40 states. I am curious as to the number of students that are going to walk out of class and argue in favor of the Second Amendment. We're talking kids now, high schoolers, very different than people 20 years older who work in gun stores, who go to shooting ranges on a constant basis, who, I don't know, I'm just going to go on and on. But yeah, I'm well, big. we'll know tomorrow how yeah. big a deal this was. In the meantime, gun rights people are very upset because some credit card companies are trying to figure out how to track gun purchases. Mother Superior jumped the gun. Yep. Mother Superior and this is because uh, a lot of companies are under big pressure to disassociate themselves from gun companies, especially the big investment firms with their portfolios. And they're thinking of um, giving one of those MCCs, those merchant category codes, that would be specifically right. for gun stores, which means they would know when you're buying stuff, and maybe they would even know what you bought yep. at that gun store. You know what really pisses me off? I agree with these people, because the fact that Costco knows... When and how many salamis I buy, <laughs> but at that's Costco. Cost, but that's Costco knowing what you buy at Costco. Right. This would be Visa knowing what you bought. They know. Like anyway, you walk into Gun World any, over here on anything, Magnolia. They that why should Visa know specifically because, because what they was are, purchased? Because they already know. It depends on who. All the credit card companies know everything. And by the way, Costco does know when I buy a salami. And everything that has a serial number on it is able to be tracked. 
I, I don't know the big deal here. And they're concerned that what'll happen is Visa will say you, you buy guns with a Visa credit card. We're not going to we're going to rescind your Visa credit card. All right, but they can do that for almost anything. And people will just start using cash. Yeah. So I, I don't see the problem with this. Why everybody's okay with a salami analogy, and not okay with? And they're not saying to take away guns. It's to track it down, was a gun stolen? Where did it go? And if you legally have a gun, then there's no question. You know, for example, you report a gun stolen, and they're trying to track it down. Well, yeah, that's the government knowing. Right. This is the I think they're just afraid that what will happen is people will be denied credit or credit cards because they bought a gun. Okay. Whether that's what they would do with the the information. But why do they want to know? Why does the credit card company want to know who's buying guns? And maybe the reason is they're not interested in people buying guns. And but they, but they have the right to do that. It's a private business. Well, but where does it end then? If they can do that, then maybe they would start watching your salami. They do already watch <laughs> and, my salami. But then maybe they'll say if you buy salami, we're, we're talking about, about your credit card. Food, because- oh, by the way, just to let you know, the credit card company does know uh, when I buy salami because the Visa card, which is the Costco card, is a credit card company. Right. And they have that information. But then maybe they say, hey, uh, you're eating too much salami and it's bad for your health. Theoretically. they go after you for that. I mean, theoretically, they can go after anybody for anything. But it's, you know what? I'm going to do the salami uh, protest. (laughs) Right now, I am going to do, I'm announcing right now, a walkout on uh, tomorrow. We walk out or actually we protest in front of the nearest Costco, the salami protest. Are we pro or against salami? Well, we love salami. So it's a pro-salami. No, it's both a pro-salami and at the same time the anti-visa, uh, mm. uh, the uh, the protest, because they know when I'm buying salami. Hmm. And I don't I don't want them to know. They have no business knowing. Let's take they a break. A walkout. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're, we're coming back. All right. Lady, running down to the riptide, taking away to the dark side. I want to be your KFI Handle here on a uh, Wednesday, May the 2nd, as we uh, finish Handle on the News. Amy King in for Jennifer this week, Wayne Resnick, and me. Governor Jerry Brown is not happy, and, uh, well, he's suing the Trump administration. And this has to do with uh, rolling back vehicle emission standards. And that one's going to go to court, too. You watch. And this is, uh, there was a plan in place. Uh, the EPA uh, had uh, the Clean Air Act, which uh, the uh, Department of Transportation is insisting that uh, mileage uh, would go to 55 miles per hour or per hour uh, per gallon uh, starting in uh, 2025. Uh, for cars, and now the EPA is coming back and saying, no, no, we only want 42 miles. Which is gallon. still way better than what it is now. But it's a question of the EPA being disman- dismantling rules. And, uh, you know, what kind of car do you get that goes 55 miles an hour? My hybrid. Get, yeah, I mean, that's get, it. gets 55 gallons. That's right, 55. Yeah. I don't know why I keep on saying miles per hour. I, got a men- I have a because mental block Because 55 used to be the speed limit. Uh, maybe that's it. And yeah. so... Um, 
you know, uh, you're right. It, it would have to be a hybrid or an electric car that gets, of course, unlimited. Unless, I mean, Mazda's the only company, I think, maybe not the only, but of the major car company. Mazda still doesn't sell a hybrid. They they keep re- involving, uh, evolving a technology. I forgot what they call it. It's to try to get the most gas mileage that you can out of a, an otherwise right. conventional gas. And, diesel- and maybe, I mean, I don't know if you could... Right. Evolve that to the point where you could also get 55? Diesels, incidentally, the technology with diesels is far better in terms of gas mileage than with uh, regular uh, cars, gasoline cow- cars. The, the thing, I don't know if they're more upset about rescinding the the tougher standards or the provision that would prevent the states from setting their own tougher standards. That's going to go to court. That yeah, one go to court. California has right. really strict right. laws. I, incidentally, uh, my car gets 20 miles a gallon. Okay. So I'm right up there. Uh, Yesterday was not just May Day and International Workers Day. It was also the beginning of all new cars must have rear view camera day. This was a standard that the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration approved in 2014. And it was slowly phased in. And as of yesterday, all new cars have to have it. And it, it makes so much sense. Look how much safer a rear camera is. Because there are blind spots. There is a blind spot. Uh, I almost uh, killed my mother. Uh, She was walking. She's pretty short. Walking across the back of my car. Had I not had that camera and I was engaging the gear, she would have been run over. Now, the issue of whether I should have or not is something that I will discuss later on with my therapist. But that is a specific incident that I can point to that I would have killed someone. And there was a specific but incident for, that led to this rule because uh, this two-year-old kid, Cameron Gilbranson, was run over by his father in their, in their driveway in 20, uh, 2002, and that led to this law. Can you even imagine if you're a parent and that happens? That's just horrific. Uh, the top security official for an embattled EPA head, Scott Pruitt, abruptly left the building. Yeah, we don't know why. It's just, it is what we get a lot from the Trump administration, much like when someone is fired here. Well, except we that wish he was him, supposed we, to be... We wish him uh, all success in his new endeavors. Yeah. He was supposed to be uh, questioned before a congressional panel yeah. shortly before his exit, or shortly after his Scott exit. Pruitt is completely protected, even though there's investigation after investigation going on with Scott Pruitt. For all kinds of alleged misdeeds, he is safe. Unless he goes to jail, and even then he may run the EPA from a jail cell. That's why the people under him are starting to go. You're talking about the security guy, Pasquale Parada, who's going to be interviewed today by a congressional panel, and they're going to transcribe it. And then another guy, Albert Kelly, is now out, and that's the guy that Pruitt appointed... After Albert Kelly was banned for life from doing any banking, because banking regulators banned him, and so his buddy Pruitt said, well, come over here and work at the EPA. All right, last story. Wow. White House physician Ronnie Jackson now may face a Pentagon inquiry. And it's, it's based on the same yeah, allegations under, about his conduct. And I know, the, you know which now is, the Pentagon's going to take Which is BS. I mean, those are really crap allegations, but... Uh, can you imagine him going to jail? Uh, because th- that's the climate I don't know right the now. Cli- There's only one new thing that I don't think we had before, and that is uh, 
Mike Pence says that Ronnie Jackson said something about his Karen Pence that he right. shouldn't have there said was a medically. Hipaa, there was a HIPAA violation. Yeah. Mike Pence's doctor said something to John Kelly about uh, Jackson violating HIPAA. So God forbid. I, I tell you one thing. If he ends up going uh, to jail, uh, there are going to be proctological exams in ways he's never even imagined. That's horrible. It is horrible. That is. I take that back. You back? can't. You, you take can't it take back? it back. No, no, I can't. It's out there. No. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, please disregard uh, Mr. Handel's last statement. Cannot be used in evidence. Where's your gavel? Oh, you're right. It's in the oh, office. Not it's not official until the gavel. He can't rule on his own motion anyway. <laughs> the court can rule on its own motion. The court can rule. Does the, the, well, the court can withdraw an opinion. Uh, Is that I, what you're doing? You're withdrawing the opinion? Uh, well... Yes. That Ronnie Jackson. Yeah, that's enough. Is that's enough. Gonna be That's enough. When he goes. That's enough. We're done. All right. Coming up, the questions. Mueller's questions. The implications for the president. And I'm gonna have uh, Wayne join us uh because he has been involved in many cases of which questions uh then produced evidence that was used in uh in various trials. So no evidence before What's going to come out of this? Coming out, you get it. Yeah, we'll do that when we come back. Uh, This is KFI AM 640.